Have you been getting maybe a little bit tired of the same old boring stuff you've been drinking lately? Would you like to know that when you drink coffee, you are moving the needle for conservation and great causes for the fish species we love? Today, Joette Anglers is back to introduce this and their program with the Mayfly Project to help out foster kids. This is the Wet Fly Swing Podcast where we show you the best places to travel to for fishing, the best resources and tools that you will need while you're there and how to give back to the fish species you love. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. Hey, I'm Dave, host of the Wet Fly Swing Podcast. I've been fly fishing since before I can remember. I grew up around a fly shop and have created one of the largest fly fishing podcasts in the country. I've also interviewed more of the greatest anglers uh, that you will know of from around this country and the world. Today, you will hear about the new blends Anglers has coming. All of them very amazing with this new trout art, uh, high quality brown trout, rainbow trout. This is really good stuff. Plus, we're going to find out how you can connect with Joe and the team at upcoming shows as we're right in the middle of show season right now. We're also going to discover the newest highly caffeinated stimular blend. It's blasting off the water now. Let's check it out and get the update from Joe at Angler's Coffee right now. Here's Joe, anglerscoffee.com. How are you doing today, Joe? Doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah. This is. I'm excited to get an update here. Um, you know, I've been uh, drinking your coffee for quite a while now, and uh, I'm always excited to hear some new updates. So you got some new stuff coming in and we're going to talk about that. You've got uh, quite a bit going. It's show season is kind of going on right now. So, you know, at this time that this is publishing, there's already a show that's been past us, but you got some stuff going on this week. So we're going to get an update on that and then just talk a little fishing. So maybe uh, let's just hear right now it's early Jan, you know, it's January, 2024. As you look back at 23, what, what, uh, any changes with Angler's Coffee, any updates you want to shout out to? Uh, well, yeah, it was definitely another learning year. Uh, for English Coffee. Um, business grew substantially, so we really appreciate uh, the customers out there that are sticking with us and coming to us. Kind of pretty much in terms of being out in the world, we're going to pretty much do again what we did last year. Stay, stay busy on social media, do a few fly fishing shows. So, yeah, 2023 was a good year. Good. And what was the... Um What's the show, uh, I guess, uh, the Virginia shows in the past as we're speaking, but the show currently is the Edison show. Maybe talk about the shows you're, you're coming up, you're going to be at here. Yeah, we just finished up the, the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival, which was fun. And then, yeah, coming up this weekend, we'll be at the Edison, New Jersey show. Uh, it's the busiest show of the year, three-day weekend event. And um and then after that, we're coming back here to my hometown in Seattle in mid-February. And then in early March, we'll be out at Lancaster, New Jersey, where, as I'm often corrected, it's Lancaster, if you live there. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so and I love doing the shows. It's really a great chance to, to meet people, convince people, we, yeah, we really are a real group. We're real people and we're a real company. And, I'm not just an online reseller. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there's actually people you're seeing. Those. So you like going to those shows and talking to people. Do you guys, how do you do it? Do you have like a little booth or what's that look like? Yeah, we have a booth and we're, um, we provide samples of coffee. We're always brewing, brewing coffee. 
uh, and people are welcome to try all they want. And we sell coffee by the by the bag. There we sell a little bit of our merchandise, hats and mugs, etc. So, and I love it. I really love meeting people in person, getting to talk. We tend to talk more about fishing than we do coffee, but that's fine with me. Yeah, definitely. That's good. So, and so, and then you have some updates coming now this year. Uh, maybe talk about that. Did you did you have some new blends coming, or how's that look? Yeah, we've got some some new things coming down the pike. A um, couple of new blends and new new beautiful that come in beautiful packaging, and we're we're diverting a little bit away from our our pattern of just featuring flies or usually tra- real traditional flies. And we've come out with a, a a rainbow trout blend, which is a a medium roasted bright, you know, just like the fish. Uh, bright coffee and then we also have a brown trout blend that is a little darker roasted a little deeper just like where the fish live um so we're excited about those and hope everyone can give them a chance and then um a fun one is we're also coming out with a new blend that is uh slightly higher in caffeine up to about 25 percent higher and i can explain how how we do that but we're calling that stimulator for obvious reasons oh there you go (laughs) <laughs> and the package features a, a beautiful fly tied by our good friend John DeMuth. Oh, perfect, perfect, and uh, and so the brown trout, so rainbow trout, brown trout, and then the stimulator, and and so how do you do that with the coffee? Is the caffeine is that an easy thing to do just to bump up the caffeine? Oh, yes and no. Um, historically and traditionally, almost all good coffee, or what we call specialty coffee consists of a type of coffee bean called Arabica. A lot of people are familiar with Arabicas. There's a, another type of coffee called Robusta, which historically, well, genetically, it does contain more caffeine, up to about 50% more, or even, even double the caffeine. The, um, but historically, it's not been a very good tasting coffee, not very, and it was usually grown for economic purposes. Trying to, for roasters, big commercial roasters that wanted to keep the cost down and weren't too concerned about quality. But over the last 10 years, there's been more and more effort into growing much higher quality, much better tasting robustness. So we've sourced a real special coffee out of India that um, we match up with some of our Arabica beans out of Central America and roasted a little bit darker. And the result is a surprisingly great tasting coffee that has the extra kicker we call high octane coffee. And is that, and is this uh, stimulator coffee more of a darker roast or more of a uh, medium? It's a medium dark. It's a little bit on the darker side. Um, surprisingly, well, well, not surprisingly, you know, our darker roasts tend to be our best sellers. Uh, but also, this particular blend tends to lend itself better to, to darker roasting, a little fuller flavor. Okay. And, uh, and so this is, so, so you have the stimulator co- and then what is the specialty, like your coffee is, you know, I, I, you know, specialty coffee versus say some of the other types of coffee, because I think yours is really good. I think what you do, maybe you can explain that how yours maybe is different, why there maybe is a little bit higher cost. Although your coffee, I wouldn't consider like super high cost. Cause I think coffees aren't cheap, right? Maybe uh, clarify that a little bit. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee's not cheap. And then on the better the coffee, the better the quality of the coffee, typically the more it costs. And quality, to end up with a good quality cup of coffee, uh, we have to start with with 
with great, how we source our green beans. You know, coffee is grown all over the world in tropical and subtropical areas. And typically we associate higher quality coffee with higher elevation, requires more agricultural finesse. Uh, as a result, you know, not as much of it is produced per acre, as an example, let's say a commercial great coffee. So that's where we start and they just cost more. And then you know, roasters like ourselves have to know what they're doing have to know, uh, be able to figure out well, how what we want from each type of bean and how to roast it so we get the most out of the coffee. And that's a laborious, laborious process, um, but fun. This part I enjoy the most. And uh, and then it has to be fresh. So we can't have it sitting around in, in cans or packages for, for X amount of time. And typically, those are the things that would separate a specialty coffee from more of a commercial grade coffee. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so the coffee that people from anglers is, is going to be fresh. I mean, and that's something like how long could it sit around before say it wasn't as fresh? Well, you know, you can start a debate that'll last forever on that. <laughs> um, we like to think most, well, first of all, we use what's called a valve bag package. So when coffee, we package the coffee fresh out of the roaster and whenever possible, we ship it direct to the consumer within one or two days out of the roaster. And, Coffee, when it comes out of the roaster, the beans come out, they tend to off put a gas, or we call gassing off, uh, for about 24 hours. And so coffee needs a rest for those 24 hours. We put it in a package right then. And then that package has a one-way valve, which is designed to keep oxygen out, but let the gases out as well. Let's get back without letting oxygen in. So... Inside the bag and on opened, uh, we'd like to say 60 days, maybe 90 days for peak freshness. You know, some of the larger, uh, more roast, larger roasters out there would say up to a year. I don't, I don't buy that. It does tend, coffee's pretty volatile. Once it's open, we like to hope people can consume it within a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Good, good, good. And, uh, and another one that, um, uh, you have out there. Well, I guess this is, you had a, a, like a Christmas blend as well, but you also have this Mayfly project, uh, co uh, cooperate. Talk about that because we had the, um, the Mayfly project on the podcast, uh, just back in episode 194, they got a really cool program. So maybe talk about how that came to be. Yeah. We, I was introduced to a Jess from the, the Mayfly project, um, as a possible collaborator. Um, obviously, they're always looking for ways to fund uh, the incredible efforts they're doing in helping foster kids. Um, and so we talked a little bit, and I thought, well, that sounds like a fun project. So we came up with a a proprietary blend for them, a Mayfly, Mayfly coffee. We designed a, a beautiful label co-branded with our our brand and their their beautiful, colorful Mayfly logo. And then we match it up with uh, a tumbler uh, from from our friends in Mir, another local supplier, and we're donating essentially 100% of the profits out of out of the sales of those back to the Mayfly project. And it's been it's been great. Uh, the response has been super. We've had uh, the results have been good in terms of volume of sales and the amount we're able to contribute. Um, we're getting great feedback on the coffee and the tumbler. So um, we're going to try to run that project through probably the end of March, depending on how our supplies last. 
Our goal is probably by the end of that March, we'll be able to contribute somewhere between $2,500 and $3,000 back to the Mayfly project, which is you know not a lot of money for a little tiny company like ours. It's pretty good. And the people at Mayfly are super appreciative. And we should be able to put between 10 and 20 kids through the program with that amount of money. Wow. Wow. No kidding. That's amazing. Yeah. So this is good. And so if somebody wanted to support this, they could just go to anglerscoffee.com and just, uh, it's kind of on your site there and just uh, purchase. Is that the best way? Just purchase a bag and that supports the Mayfly project? Yeah. Purchase a bag or purchase a tumbler or better yet, purchase both. And um, it's real easy. We have it front and center on our, on our website. And we're hoping to do more of these. We've got another one. I'm, I'm not able to announce the name yet, but we're going to branch off a little bit in the second quarter, starting in April, and we'll be uh, focusing a little bit more on saltwater fishing or bonefish and, and tarpon. Oh, wow. There you go. Good efforts going on there. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll be announcing that one soon. Perfect. Yeah, I just, uh, we this morning we had a podcast with uh, uh, a Texas uh, coast uh, lodge on redfish. So we're we're kind of preparing to hopefully maybe do a redfish trip uh, this year. And I think we're slowly starting to get our, touch our feet in the salt a little more too as we go. So now on the fishing end, are you, um, I know you'd like a lot of different things. We've been talking about the still water and things, but w- what's been keeping you busy on the fishing end recently? Well, sadly not enough fishing and too much business, but, um, but, uh, I recently, well, in October of last year, I, I went on a week long trip to Christmas Island and oh, wow. which was, which was an amazing experience. I would highly recommend it to anyone, anyone that can give it a try. That was for me. It was uh, not my first, but my but one of my early uh, shifts into saltwater fishing, and I and I absolutely loved it. And this winter, I I haven't been able to get out and steelhead fish as much as I I normally would. I know it's still time. We'll see if I can get out. I I've been sitting out in my old little boat and doing a little stillwater fishing here. Uh, last month we had a couple of warm days, but uh, mostly spending time on the fly tying bench as well. Then, yeah, good. Good, yeah, and I heard that the steelhead up there in in Washington, maybe the OP, maybe so far there's a, a decent amount of fish, so maybe it's going to be a decent return this year. I've heard that too. I'm looking forward to at least trying to get out and give it a try. Good, good, good. Okay, and as we look back, we've talked about some of this in the past, but I'm just thinking about, you know, as far as maybe talking about how you serve up coffee. I know you got the standard way. You've got a few different ways. Maybe talk about that. You've got the singles. You've got the... Um, uh, what are the three? What are the types of coffee you recommend, both in the in this types of how, how you uh, you know brew it up? Well, obviously we've got our our full range of of whole bean coffees, which we will grind per order as well. Oh, you will grind them. Yep. Is that w- what's the deal with that with the grinding? Is that just one of those things where it's just if you do that, it's just not going to be as fresh, and that's the disadvantage of getting you guys to grind it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know. Without getting too technical, the more surface area that we expose to oxygen, especially, the faster the coffee is going to degrade from from peak freshness. I, I always recommend people grind it right before they brew it, if possible. But you know, not everyone uh, either has the resources to have or, or get a grinder, or maybe they just don't like the hassle. So we certainly understand it, and we can grind it for several different brewing methods. We, we custom grind it just before we ship it so it arrives as fresh as possible. But again, we always recommend grinding before brewing. 
But then we just, so we've got a full range of, of whole bean and, and fresh ground coffee for traditional brewing, such as drip or French press, um, maybe our AeroPress, which which we have. But we also, in addition, we we have our our steeping pouches, which more is a, it's a way more convenient way to brew coffee when you're away from a coffee brewer. We've talked about those before. This just you brew them like a cup of tea steeping a bag but it, the results are, are quite impressive most people are really surprised how good it is um, and then more recently we came out with uh with k cups for the keurig style brewers in both the medium and the dark roast now i was uh i was a little reluctant as a coffee purist uh i was a little reluctant to go that direction but we had a, we had a strong demand from our our audience and uh, with a little work with with a packaging uh, consultant, we were able to get the product where where I felt it was great quality and where they're fully recyclable. Um, so we're trying to overcome, and, then, and and we're going to work towards making them com- compostable once the technology uh, allows us. It's a whole other world we're, we're working on too. Is we're always looking for ways to become more sustainable. Whether it's on the, the sourcing end of working with good bean agriculture side, all the way through our packaging, and that's an ongoing process. Yeah, no, it's great. I think that's one of the great things about what you have going. I think you can't talk enough about that—the fact that you're always, you know, trying to get better and better, you know, at sustainability, and that's always a big part of us. And I'm just looking now at the English coffee, the um, the dark roast, the new brown trot, and it is amazing. I mean, the photo, the, the with the fly you have on there, I'm gonna send people out here if they want to take a look it's anglerscoffee.com slash collection slash coffees and in the rainbow too those are so now is that what is that artwork is that somebody how'd you get those those beautiful pieces um, i have to give full credit to all of our branding and and package design to my business partner ken who um who's a branding branding wizard so he does all the all the package design the artwork he's a genius yeah, it, it's really cool because I mean your other packages are great too. They got beautiful, you know, the flies and you have the different colors, the you know, the red packaging, the brown. But these are uh, the brown is just the whole bag is like kind of has a blurred uh, you know, outdoor background and then you got the just the bright brown trout eating a what looks like what is that like some sort of a dragonfly? I'm not sure do you know what the fly is? Uh, <laughs> I I don't, David. I don't even have the my screen up so I can't yeah, look at I it. Th- I think it's a uh, I'm guessing, I think it might be like some, it's got the wings. And then the other one, the rainbow's eating what looks like a little, maybe a mayfly or something. So this is really cool. Um, but I'm going to check that out for sure. I'm going to, I'm going to jump on the, uh, the brown trout and, uh, are those available right now? There you are. We, ju- we literally just launched them, uh, the day before yesterday. That's so cool. And, and just on the pricing, I mean, for, you know, the one time deal, 1650, and then if you subscribe, it's like 1485, which really, again, for what you're doing with the conservation, everything is pretty, pretty amazing deal. You know what I mean? I think like it's quite a bit different than just buying a, a bag of whatever, right? In the store. Like, uh, you, you know, I, I always say that with anglers, you, you know, the money's going to good causes, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, I, we've talked about it before too. I, you know, it is a business. We have to try to be somewhat financially responsible, but you know, I'm not in this for the money. I'm, I'm having a blast with the project. We're, um, we're, we're building a great audience and community out there, which I love. We're, we're doing some good things for the community. So that's all I really care about. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I, I think I, I can't remember if I mentioned, but we had Yvonne Chenard on. You know, it took me a, a little while to finally get him on. But, you know, it was really awesome because I think, 
You know, I mean, he says the same stuff as you, right? They're always thinking about how do they make it better. You know, he talked about the fleece. I was talking about the R2 Patagonia fleece that I was wearing. And he made note that, hey, you know, did you know that the amount of micro fleece that comes off into the water from that, from the fleece in general, and that they're trying to, you know, work on a, um, a new washing machine that takes out 99% of those microfibers. Wow. And um, it's, it sounds like you're kind of always doing the same thing. Like you're always thinking about how do you do this thing a little better? Is that, is that kind of your take on the conservation? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're always, I mean, we, we want to be a responsible company first and foremost. When we talked a little bit about packaging, it's a really good example. It would be real easy for me or the layperson to assume that um, compostable is always better. And so as we headed down the path of, of looking for compostable packaging, it turned out to be not that simple. The, one of the sad facts is that no matter what the bag is made of, there's almost a 90% chance it's going to end up in a landfill. Right. Yeah, because compostable typically means commercially compostable, which is a specialized process. It's not available everywhere. In fact, it's available in you know, really not very many places and then we get into recyclable and that's another mixed bag on when in terms of coffee packaging it takes very specialized recycling techniques which again are just not readily available so currently we're opting for using post recycled material which at least we're taking what already exists and we're using it again um, and we found for the time being anyway that's that's that that's our best bet. But we're always looking. We'll always make a move towards whatever's the best at the time. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, good. Well, um, I'm going to put some links to what we talked about here. Definitely get some of these beautiful pieces of art uh, out on the on the website and on the podcast here. Um, anything else you want to give a heads up on? I know we talked at the start, the the festivals. Uh, we're going to give a shout out to the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival. We've been, I've been talking to Bo over the last year. He's a very passionate uh, angler and he's got some cool stuff going. So you're, you're going to have part of your team there. Uh, or I guess you had him there. We talked about yeah, that at the start, but yeah. um we were just there. That was great. Bo's great. We'll be um, at the Edison, New Jersey show next, which is third week of January, third weekend of January. And then from there, we actually come here closer to my hometown here in Seattle. And then after that, we're back out in Lancaster, as I said. So. Oh, in Lancaster. And then, and then you're hitting Pleasanton too? No, I don't think we're going to make Pleasanton. I've got a real serious schedule conflict on that one, but. We haven't 100% decided, but it doesn't look great. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Okay. Well, anything else you want to give a heads up on uh, for anglers as we look out in 2024 and beyond that we didn't touch on today? No, I don't think so. You know, I look forward to meeting people out on the water. That's always fun. And um, you know, and there's still time to support the Mayfly Project. So that's that's my big push right now. We've got uh, we've got supplies to last, I think, through the end of March or, or pretty close. So don't wait. Get in there and help the kids out and get a great cup of coffee in the process. Great. Okay, we'll do that. That'll be the big call to action today is that uh, have people go out and we'll put a link to the show notes to that. And if they want to listen to the podcast with Jess that we had on, it was an awesome one. Like I said, episode 194 um, was a couple of years ago, but that was a, a great on the background. It's it's They're doing great stuff for foster kids. So, so good, Joe. I think we'll leave it there for now until the next one. And uh, definitely appreciate the coffee and the good work you're doing and looking forward to uh, that next episode and keeping in touch. Sounds great, Dave. Thanks a lot. That is a wrap. You can grab all of the show notes at wetflyswing.com. 
And please follow us on Instagram and share this episode out with someone you love. Please send me an email, dave at wetflyswing.com if you have any feedback or want us to put together an episode on this podcast for you. Check in anytime. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and would love to meet up with you on the water. We have new fly fishing schools going all year long and all around the country. So if you want to connect, let's do it right now. All right, time to get out of here. I hope you have a great evening. I hope you have a great morning or great afternoon wherever in the world you are. And I appreciate you for stopping by and checking out the show today. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com.